0: Welcome again to Exploring the Prophetic. My name is Sean Bowles, I'm your host, and we're exploring how hearing God's voice changes our options in life, and today I have some friends of mine on, Alex and Shana Jones, who are part of our church, our local church here in Los Angeles, California, and these guys, you know, there's, there's people that are missionaries, and there's people who are like, we're going to sacrifice everything for Kingdom Vision that is rare. And I just feel like I'm so. They're actually here in the studio, so it's awkward because I'm looking at them when I'm saying. Yay. Well, <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank so you so much. Sean. Yeah. You are so rare. Seriously, I just I've said that to you in different ways before, but I'm so glad that people get to hear your story through our show, our little audience, because uh, the types of things you're going after in loving children mm-hmm. is it's really like Jesus versus just humanitarian, which is really to me is huge. But it comes from a background of story. I got to read through some of your bio and even though we know each other we don't know each other yet yeah, yeah. i'm really enjoying getting to know you and just even reading through your bio i was like i want to read their whole book can you publish a book now <laughs> yeah. wow we'll get right on that at some point. after christmas <laughs> exactly. just do it before christmas so i can read it there you go my christmas present. i'm just kidding That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys uh, i don't want to frame your whole organization yet other than just, just so people can get a vision for who you are you guys do have Reach Up and Reach Out, which is a ministry that goes to specifically Uganda right now. Yes, and you guys um, take care of children. You you help them get educated all the way through schooling. You help them to be taken care of. Some are orphans, some are not, but they don't have the opportunity because of poverty to um, go through school. But you also bring teams every year at Christmas time, and you provide Christmas for thousands of children, not like hundreds, thousands <laughs> of children. And because yeah. of you, you brought us into that world, which has been. One of the most rewarding things for the last two years that we've participated mm-hmm. with, where we're like, our little finances, which is I'm sure it's, a, it's such a small gift, but it's, it's part church. of what sends mm-hmm. a message to children of hope and love and because of you guys. But there's so much God at work behind this. So that's kind of a small frame, and you guys can add to it. We'll put some flesh on it. Before we go there, we'll, we'll end up there. I have a special promotional i want to share with you right now. I had a heart to release a book that would help everyday people hear God's voice, but be able to translate his voice to the world around them. Thus was birth Translating God, which is one of my favorite products and resources we've ever released. I wanna encourage you to get Translating God for your church group, for your ministry, for your business, get it for your friends. It really changes people's paradigms on what to expect with Supernatural Ministry on hearing God's voice, on how God relates to us, on who He is and His nature, and how to grow in a really effective ability to hear God's voice, and of course, translate that voice to the world around you. Visit com. I kinda wanna hear how you guys met. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Whose story do you wanna hear? <laughs> you
1: can give your,
2: your side of the story first, and then I'll, yeah. I'll add the the real facts that's so interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting
1: that's so interesting so funny you know i often uh, tell people that if you want to hear a story you talk to me but if you want the facts you talk to my wife <laughs> talk to me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's the same with me i would totally understand that oh my God. um it's so yeah i can I, I can tell you the story but before i tell you the story i just want to take a moment to say thank you sean mm. thank you for oh. Uh, believing in us thank you for investing in us uh thank you for having us we yes. are excited uh, looking forward to sharing with you and your audience all that god has put on our hearts uh that.
0: no i appreciate it thank you for being i mean we, we'll just say thank you the rest of the show if we'd stay yes, there so let's right? keep going but thank
1: you <laughs> yeah so honey you want to just give everyone I'll the, say this. the, the I, accuracy i'm looking
0: at this beautiful couple across from me who alex converted to muslim or Islam, mm-hmm. and after he went to a missionary school, he has some prophetic stories there. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And Shauna grew up a pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. so how does wow. a pastor's yes. daughter and a Muslim meet, and how does this work out?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> Is my mom gonna be listening to this? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> exactly. They didn't know I was So, funny enough, um, I was at UCLA in undergrad, and Alex was at UCLA graduate school, Wow. And one of my best friends was dating a guy who happened to be friends with Alex and set us up on a blind date. Wow. So on the blind date, that first date, I didn't know he was Muslim, but found that out on the date. But he was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was this PK, yes, but I was kind of that, in that in that phase of PK gone wild, if you will. Yeah. Like I'd kind of um, forgotten like yeah. who I was. And so I was in college, I was partying, I was doing all sorts of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing, and met met Alex on the state and there was just something about him, but I also knew I could not bring him home to my mom. Like, I knew I wasn't really, you know, walking with God at the moment, but I, this was like a step too far. Yeah. Um, but we went out a couple more times still, and um, it wasn't long, I think, after that, that Alex started to slip up in even his Muslim faith, and we crossed more lines and boundaries that we shouldn't have been crossing. I'll leave it at that. Um, but that was the thing that, that kind of took him out of Islam. Wow. And then we both together w- found a church and and, and both came back to, to Jesus at the same time. Wow! So yeah, crazy. And you had crazy. a Christian foundation. So
0: I did. And you I, even I had did. like a God foundation there where he actually your mom spoke to you even about your destiny in your life. Yeah. Did that? Was that really personalized or was that more external? Was it like your mom giving you a word or did it actually go in?
1: Well, my mother, who is in heaven, mm. uh, oh. was uh, really the foundation of my faith. My mother lived to tell people about Jesus. Wow. Uh, my mother w- was both an orphan and a widow. Wow. Uh, she uh, <laughs> was someone who uh, lived for God and uh, gave everything uh, to oh. him. Uh, So uh, she spoke live and prophesied over my life and said, hey, you are going to uh, share the gospel to the nations. That's your calling. That's what you're going to be doing. And um, I didn't like that. I I, I had (laughs) I had other plans. You know, I wanted to be a a baseball player. (laughs) I was actually good at it, but, you know, not not good enough to be a a professional (laughs) baseball player because obviously God knew what it is that I uh, uh, I was going to be doing. But. Um, my mother made that deposit uh, that stayed with me even during my time of rebellion uh, yeah. because I did become a Muslim. Uh, part of it was because I didn't have a father growing up. Yeah. Um,
0: didn't have. It's so, I mean, that's like one of yeah. the number one reasons right. for young men. Right. As it's a fathering institution.
1: Right. Wow. Yeah, but my, you know, when Shana and I met, uh, I mean, we were just, you know, completely, completely, completely different.
2: Um, we were hot messes is what we, yeah. are. we that, were that we
1: had in, in common <laughs>
2: but I think we both also had in common that we were so marked by God at yeah. a young age so and too. we both had I praying that. mamas that's right um, who I love that my mom gave me the, the space to grow but she never stopped praying yeah. and she never stopped also reminding me you're marked by God you're marked by God yeah. and so I thought I was getting further and further away from him but what I didn't see was that that rubber band around my waist mm. that was just about to pull me That's right so back good. and so wow. that happened and, and it happened with both of us together which was a beautiful thing too
0: no that is beautiful and I think of like how you know you're marked from such a young age and then you start you join a church together yes right. And that really started to define your life because you totally. guys didn't just join a church. You mm-hmm. actually like got really involved your life started to center around what God had inside of you. And what was that like?
2: It was amazing. Um, it, at that, at that moment, um, I was doing a lot in, in the entertainment world yeah. and singing and pursuing that. But at the same time we joined a church together and felt really drawn to the ministry side of things. And so we both knew, like, just deep down that we were called to ministry. We, we weren't necessarily saying it out loud yeah. or telling many people, but we both uh, knew that. And so I, I had reached this, like, this pivotal moment uh, as we joined the church together. It's like, okay, am I going to keep pursuing this or am I going to, you know, go full on into ministry? And we both chose it together, actually, wow. to go full on into ministry. Um, for Alex at that, at that time, it was, it was mostly more mission Focused And for me, it was more um, worship and music uh, focused, which is so funny. I know I know God was probably like just loving it and laughing in heaven because even reach up, reach out. Our ministry is all about worshiping God and and bringing people along to also reach out to others. And so even then he was writing the story. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't see it and we didn't we didn't know it. But just doing, for yeah. some
0: commentary on that, though, mm-hmm. you're both highly educated, and then you also have this entertainment side of you. Yes. And in LA, it's very different mm-hmm. than like if you're in a YOM-centric area or like a writing area where everyone goes into ministry. Like, mm-hmm. This is it's actually more rare here. Yes. And so not many people are like, I'm leaving everything to transition into this. But what was the like the God moment in that in the sense of I like I want to go back to that moment because I think mm-hmm. some people are listening or. They're learning how to hear God. They're learning how to make huge choices based on what's inside of them. How do you go walk away from a huge entertainment career? Because they don't know that you were like in contract, that you were about to explode. And Alex, they don't know your education background, that you could have done a lot of other things that actually created resource and finances and all these Mm -hmm. kinds of things instead of being more, or even in the social um, justice world, you could have gone a different route than ministry for it and still had incredible impact. So how did you make the transition or what was the God moment, if you can define it?
2: Wow, uh, there were a few. You, as, as you mentioned, um, just being in, in Los Angeles and um, all of these opportunities. And like at one point, our, I was in a singing group. We had a record deal. And then at another point, um, I'm being called to work for this pretty well-known uh, entertainer. And yeah. at that same time, I'm being offered a full-time ministry job. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where, you could easily get sucked into the the glamorous thing that yeah. most people would think you choose that. But for me, I had to really get along with God and and hear, you know, Holy Spirit, what are, what are you wanting me to do? And it was very clear that I was supposed to do ministry. Wow. And so most people around me thought I was crazy. <laughs> oh <I'm> sure, <laughs> like what? I'm sure. You could work for her and you're like, well, but because right,
0: yeah. sometimes when you have favor, people just think it's God exactly I, I, they're like why would you go with the thing that doesn't look like god or the thing that's just like yes you can do that when you're an old lady you can mm-hmm. do ministry anytime i hear that all the time like i can do ministry when i'm 50 i'm a worship leader or i don't want to be a worship leader now i want to be a musician yeah. now mm-hmm. when I'm 50 i'll be a worship and i'm like that's true but there's something about giving god your time and space if he's asking for it exactly and so i think that that's so beautiful that how about you alex
1: um god had to speak to me clearly <laughs> and, and he did because I I didn't want to be in ministry. Uh, That's not what I wanted. I was uh, working in social services. Um, I was good at what I was doing. Definitely had a heart for it, had a passion, and I felt a calling uh, to to help others. And um, I was in upper management and um, doing well And, and proud of the fact that I was experiencing success uh, in that area, but at the same time, loving uh, the community and the ministry opportunities that were being extended to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I was presented uh, the an offer or the invitation to come and join um, a staff team, I, you know, automatically said no in my heart. I, you know, I said yeah, thank you. This yeah. is, you know, such an awesome invitation. But in my heart, I knew mm-hmm. that that was not for me. That's not what I, feel I like
0: wanted. That's how I live. <laughs> I've said right. no to like everything that yeah. like I'm doing right now. I've said right. no to like ten times. So I'm like, no, thanks. That's great. Bless you. And then God's like, mm-hmm. and yes, right, <laughs> yes. right, <laughs> yes. yeah. It's good for people to hear that though, because a lot of yeah. times people think you're on this trajectory and you're going to do what you want, right. but actually, like God sometimes wants something that we don't know how to want yet. exactly. But it's so much better. Right. All, it's always I mean, better. You know, yeah. Always. Yeah.
1: So I was, you know, I, I was presented with uh, a an offer and. To me, it just made absolutely no sense. Wow. You know, it's like, wait, I'm going to take a big pay cut uh, to do this. No, this is this is not for me. And even even my mother, who had you know, spoken live and prophesied that one day I would be in ministry, uh, you know, when I told her about it, she was like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a huge pay cut. (laughs) But, you know, God, when when he calls us to do something, he's incredibly faithful. He he gives us exactly what we need. Uh, For me, in that moment, I needed to hear from God. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he spoke not only to my heart, but for the first time in a way that I've never heard his voice again, He uh, woke me up in the middle of the night. You know, three (laughs) o'clock in the morning, I heard a voice that says, son, this assignment is for you. Wow. I want you to do this. I need you to do this. You're concerned about your family. You're concerned about provision. Mm -hmm. By doing this, you are ensuring that your needs will be taken care of.
0: Wow! Now, did you have your daughter Layla at the time? Yeah. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. So you didn't. You hadn't started your, your no. babies yet. Not yet. And so, was it hard for you together to process that, or was that was there a lot of strength in talking to each other? I
2: think it? there was strength because we joined yeah. the the staff at about the same time.
0: Okay, so it was kind of like
2: so there yeah you
1: know. yeah it took me a little bit longer but uh i was right behind i him. was so happy god woke him up in that dream i was ready <laughs> i was like yes so let's do it that together. was kind of church centric but then mm-hmm. god
0: birthed this calling that was kind of external from a church yeah. yes that's that's a people group or like children how did that happen
2: well even that we we thought many times you think god's calling you to do one thing but yeah. it's so much bigger and so much it's just different So we had, since I guess probably even before we met, we both knew we wanted to adopt, and so once we were married, we 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 had those conversations and we're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna adopt. We also knew we wanted to have kids as well, um, Mm -hmm. biological kids, and so we had our daughter Layla. um, She's amazing. Yeah, she's (laughs) awesome. She is awesome. And and so we had a girl, and so we're like, I want to adopt a boy, and. Every opportunity that we had to try and kind of take control of how that would be, they just didn't work out. Wow. And um, there's huge lessons within that. Um, but we, I think I was on a missions trip in 2012 to Uganda. Alex wasn't on that trip. We okay. had been going back and forth to Uganda for oh, we, for over a decade. <laughs>
0: just with um, the church program? Or with church
2: programs. Okay. On this particular trip, I was with our pastor's wife on a trip. Her daughter was living there, and she just wanted to go check on her. So I was like, "I'll go. I love Uganda, you know." And so I go on this trip, and I meet Caleb. Wow. And I just heard clearly from God, "That's your son." Wow. And I knew no. And I was like, "What?" You adopt
0: a kid, you want to adopt from any country. And I've been to so many
2: orphanages, and I've seen hundreds, if not thousands, of children. But there was something about Caleb where God spoke to me very clearly. Now Alex isn't with me on that trip. So right. <laughs> I have to call home and say, you know, I'm, I'm all nervous. Side. I think I just met our son. Wow. And he says the most incredible thing. It's one of the many reasons I love Alex. He said, "If you love him, I love him. Let's oh. do it." Let's do it. That's he hadn't so met hilarious. him. He hadn't seen him. Nothing, but he just trusted yeah. that that I had heard God's voice and so let's 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 make this thing happen. Wow. So that was 2012. Um it was a how couple old, more how years. Old was Caleb, then?
0: That's Caleb.
2: <laughs> that's a whole another story. We thought he was yeah. about two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once we got into the adoption process, two years later, we were able to find a birth certificate, and we discovered he was actually when I met him four. Wow. Now he was so malnourished <laughs> when they found him. Wow. Um, that
0: I could never see that because he's so perfect. I know if you were to see Caleb God. today,
2: he is. Oh, he's he's beautiful, just, just a- handsome and mm-hmm. and and full of life and healthy. Um, but the Caleb I met again, I thought he was two and he was really four. So to, you know, fast forward, 2014, um, we get this opportunity where again, God spoke to one of our leaders and said, I feel like you're supposed to move to Uganda to make this adoption happen. And that's great. God spoke to you, but God not <laughs> only spoke to our leader, but also said, and we're going to, um, help finance it and pay for it. Wow. So they're like, hallelujah. <laughs> so we, we moved with Layla to Uganda in 2014.
0: No, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. So crazy, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so we live, we lived in Uganda most of 2014. Uh, wow. and that move from the U S to Uganda happened rather quickly. We didn't have uh, a lot of time to do it. We're so grateful uh, for that opportunity that was extended to us because uh, prior to us moving to Uganda, uh, we were doing a lot of work trying to complete the adoption from the U.S., and it simply was not going yeah. anywhere. We just couldn't get anything done. So it really required for us wow. to pack our stuff, get everything ready uh, in a span of what three months, really fast, and then move to Uganda where we lived most of 2014, so that we could complete what? the adoption process. <laughs> I, mean, I
0: see this is such a, a prophetic journey, though, because like I mean you probably didn't have the idea that God was rooting Uganda and rooting you into Uganda on such a deep level. Also Caleb's calling and who he's supposed to be that needed to happen in LA. Yes. Through you guys as a family, like Mm -hmm. not just him as a young man, but him as kind of like your parents spoken to you. Like there's things that he needed inside of him, parented, loved on through you guys for who, because this kid, I mean, viewers, (laughs) listeners, he is strong. He's He's like, this kid is going to change the world. So like, he needed to be here, and the fact that you guys would drop everything and not live a normal life and say, "This loving this kid is worth it as a family." Yeah, and even yeah. Layla and putting her life into a new zone—that was probably <laughs> it. Was the
2: best thing ever for Layla yeah. as well. Yeah, just even as we see her growing, and she's a teenager now, yeah. but her worldview—she actually has a worldview. Yeah. It's not—it's not, yeah. it's so not just is. central to to here in America, Thank Jesus. and it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's incredible to, to see how. Uh, she responds to situations and, and needs, and yeah. um, it's it's just incredible to see what what God did in her at the early age of nine that we're now seeing, it, even in the teenage years, wow. um, that, that we get to, like, wow, just be blown away at God on her life as well. Yeah. And we know that all the work that we're even doing now, it's not just about how God wants to use us it's he's getting our children ready for sure as as we yeah. pass that baton you, you yeah. guys are
0: inspiring me as I watch your family it's like I think of my daughters all the time with how you're taking your kids every year to Uganda yes. and like how they're they're actually learning how to how to be ministers they're learning how mm-hmm. to actually be social conscious and socially conscious and the whole thing okay, okay so but keep going so you're yes. in Uganda you move there <laughs> and how did Roro get birthed reach up reach out get birth.
1: You know, we really thought that the assignment that God had given us was uh, related to, to Caleb. Uh, everything about Caleb made perfect sense. Even the fact that his name was Caleb yeah. made perfect sense. We, we, knew we knew we would have
2: that. a son.
0: It was actually his name yeah. that was given to
1: him. That was, that was wow. the name that was given to him. And that was also the wow. name that we had chosen for our son.
0: Oh,
2: yes, years amazing. before meeting him. Wow. We knew.
1: So we're there. We are. And when I say we're there, I mean, we are there. We live in Uganda. We are. Did
0: he live with you while you were there or you were still in the adoption process?
1: We, we God was so faithful uh, in that process. It was a very difficult process, but God made a way every single time. So literally two weeks into our arrival uh, there in Uganda, we were allowed to have Caleb uh, awesome. in our home. So that's we became a, his foster somewhere. parents.
2: From the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know if our listeners understand, but that's really impossible. It is. Like that's that's God's sign right away. Mm-hmm. So how long did you have to stay to get the adoption process through?
2: Seven months we were okay. there um, in country going through the process. But like like Alex just said, the great part was Caleb was already with our family. Yeah. He was adjusting really well be to being a part of our family. And so um, we I remember we picked him up on the day we picked him up at the orphanage to come in and live with us. Clearly I heard God say, You thought it was about the one, mm. but it's about so much more. It's wow. about the many. So we thought all this time we came to Uganda to get our son. And God's like, No, you came to Uganda so that I could birth this ministry yeah. in you. And yes, Caleb's a huge part of that, but it's so much more. So I we just when we left the orphanage, we could not stop thinking about the mm. other there are about 500 kids that that this orphanage is called Smile Africa cares for yeah. the other 4 nine, 499 kids i could not stop thinking about wow. them it's like we plucked one out god but we left the others and he's like no you haven't left them left them it's about them and so many more yes we did wow. we did we we felt this responsibility for them yeah yeah
0: so thus, it was birthed. Yeah. Reach up, reach out. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so not- coming back home wasn't an easy integration. It was as far as family, but you guys went through some, so we don't have to go there, but we, yeah. you know, you guys went through some stuff. Yes. And ended up transitioning and mm-hmm. really birthing your ministry on yes. your own. And thank God you guys found us and we found you because you added so thank much value God to us. Thank God for Expression 58 mm-hmm. Church. It oh, yeah, was so grateful. much value to us. Thank you for being a part. But um, so tell us, like, how did it transition and from... We are now spiritual parents of 499 kids, which is now even more because it's grown so much. Much more now. How did how did that happen? Like like what did you build? Because now people, if you're listening, you'll be involved with this, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you how at the end of the show, which is coming up. But um, how did how did that like transition happen? Because that's a huge God moment to say we're gonna spend our lives in this direction in a real way.
1: Totally. Yeah, it really. You know, we were excited about that. Um, you know, it's interesting, the, the response that a God-given assignment evokes in us. Yeah. When we know it is from God, uh, then you get excited because yeah. you know that, you know, there's, there's going to be provision. There's going to be uh, great things ahead. Uh, so we were excited. We were expecting. Uh, but we didn't know what we were supposed to do next. But God spoke to us and gave us clarity and gave us strategy. Uh, for what was needed um so you know one of the the things that we do in in uganda is that uh, the focus is on the gospel it's all about jesus It's for jesus Mm -hmm. you know we um we we want to make sure that uh, in everything that we do that the name of jesus is is Mm -hmm. glorified Um, so we started thinking about how we could uh synergize our gifts and abilities uh and that's that, that's really, that gave strategy and vision wow. for mm-hmm. what we needed to do. Uh, Shana is incredibly gifted in so many areas. You know, it's interesting when people ask me what my wife does, my response <laughs> is everything, yeah. you know? And then people look at me and, and say, everything, everything. What does everything mean? <laughs> everything means everything. She does everything <laughs> and she does everything well. No. Uh, so that, I think it's a. You said no, but we didn't yeah, yeah, say yes. I yeah, watched you. Yeah. Watched yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's an accurate description of, you know, just the heart, the the gifts and abilities that she brings. Um and she's uh, she's a worshiper. She's a worshiper yeah. of God. She loves music, loves writing music, loves worshiping God. Um uh so that's where the reach up part comes in and the reach out part it has to do with uh, a pastoral gift that God has given me, you know, since since I was born. I, I just remember, yeah, I I love baseball and sports, but you know, at the end of the day, I just really love helping people. Wow. Uh, I just had a, a desire to be a help mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. someone. Um, so we, uh, you know, God gave us the name in, in Uganda, reach up, reach out. It's about reaching up to me. When you reach up to me, when you enter into my presence, uh, when we enter into God's presence, I believe that what he communicates to us is that we are to uh, take action, that we are to be carriers of the gospel, that we are to do good. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh uh, so, tangibly, what that looks like for us is caring for the uh, immediate needs of these beautiful children. Uh, they need to be reminded of God's promises. That is one of the most important yes. messages that they need to be uh, reminded about. So, that's what we do. That's what the people in Uganda, the people that we partner with, uh, do for these beautiful children. Uh, but beyond that, they need their physical needs met. Yes. Yeah. So, they need to be fed, and they need clothing. And And they need to go to school. (laughs) School is incredibly important. In Uganda, you don't get to go to school for free. You know, here you are entitled to a free and appropriate education, not in Uganda. You have to pay school fees. Uh, So we have a sponsorship program that allows the children to go to school. And we are so grateful for uh, the many people who have generously given so that many of these children are in school. Yes, yes. And was, off the streets. I, I
0: remember growing up and just that we always had kids up on our fridge, you know, that <laughs> mm-hmm. we were, our family was sponsoring and my parents were super, my dad's a colonel in the Air Force so he was super loyal and Good faithful. Time. So year after year, those kids, we get the new pictures and we'd pray for them and we had a weekly family Bible mm-hmm. study and my parents would think about them and pray for them. Wow. And it was really interesting to me, like growing up, I was like, I remember on one point my sister and I were like, can we sponsor one? You know, can we do it? And I was like, you're going to have to actually pay for it. You can't be flaky. You right. can't stop. Yeah. Because this is like, their life stops if you get flaky, you know. But it was so rewarding in our faith because we it was just the one. Like they taught us how to love the one. Like yes. one's enough to love. Like try and love the one and see what God births in your heart and opens up for you through that. Mm-hmm. But don't do it with all your motives. Do it because you're worthy. That's so good. And I remember just like it's so impacted me. So I love that you guys have started a program where we can and I want to encourage you who are listening, like can actually sponsor a kid in their education and their needs for very, very cheap. I mean it's like very it's not it's a minimal.
2: twenty five dollars a month.
0: Which is like you're helping a child. I just think, (laughs) I think of my girls, like if they were in that country and we died or something and how, if, if people would give them 25, I mean, I'd be in the cloud of witnesses praying for those people who gave my girls their provision as if they were like the most important people in the world. Yes. I just think it's like such a beautiful opportunity. So on top of that, what else are you guys doing with Reach Up, Reach Out? because people have the opportunity to sponsor.
2: Yep. Not only kids, we actually care for uh, quite a number of widows yeah. and vulnerable women yeah. as well. Um, we do something um, really, really um, cool. I love this. Um, for 12 months, we will take women into a program, and we train them in how to start their own business. Wow. And um, we help resource that for those 12 months. And it helps take care of them, wow. so, them and their children while they're going through the program. We're teaching them English. We're teaching them um, uh, math. So that they can make sure their books are good yeah, with their yeah. business, and at the end of that twelve months, their their businesses are up and running. Um, they're now mentoring the new women coming in, and so oh, we're cool. we're going actually this December to graduate fifty of those women who have just finished wow. and gone through. That's, that's an
0: astronomical and amount of women.
2: It's ama- it's amazing to see like from from month one to to month twelve. Yeah, like just the progress and just even their demeanor. Like yeah. the the hope that you see in their eyes because they see a future now for yeah. them and their children. It's just really, really beautiful.
0: When I was reading a book on microfinancing and how it works best among window, widows, that they're the number one who yes. actually reproduce the right. fullest fruit with totally. microfinancing and they actually change their communities. So I'm so glad. I mean, like 51, we could change our whole city. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's and a there's over 100 in the program, 51. but yeah.
2: we're graduating the first 50. That's amazing, so, yeah. you guys.
0: So a lot of this is sort of new. It's in the last mm-hmm. four or five years as yes. far as mm-hmm. this type of program, which is exciting because you're in a foundational period. Mm-hmm. And it also means that when God multiplies it, it's going to be really fun for us all to watch you yes. guys from, you know, <laughs> from the outside donating and believing. In. Yes. But what? tell me some of the dreams you guys have as far as what would this look like in its fullness in the next season? Like What, 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 do, you, what do you guys have vision
1: for? Yeah, we have have a vision for uh, not only uh, East Africa, but the nations. Uh, There's work that uh, will be done in Latin America. There's work that will be done in other parts of the world. Uh, So we are uh, doing our absolute best to be faithful with what God has entrusted to us, knowing and believing that there's more to come.
0: Yeah. And I love that these kinds of models they their birth from this sacrifice and this love, that they can be reproduced. Yeah. And that's what's neat. It's like, I feel like a lot of, like, if you go to, I've gone to many social justice type things. I've mm-hmm. gone to secular, you know, groups that are talking about like international justice and stuff. And they talk about n- there's no sustainable models or the models can't be reproduced. But we're seeing as Christians, like, we're seeing mm-hmm. models reproduced. Exactly. And we're, because it's actually Jesus is coming in and giving a vision and fills in all the gaps that don't work in new places and new types. So I love that what you guys are building is done. With hearing him and, and having intimacy with God, because it actually changes people's world, you know, wow. and it gives people an opportunity to multiply. Yeah. Okay. Tell me this: How do people get a hold of you? We're actually, can you believe how fast this time went? Oh my God! I, I what? Wanna, I want to hear. Like, Spend <laughs> like five minutes, right? I want to hear like fifty more stories. But tell us how oh people get a hold of you. How do we sponsor a child? How do we give to kids Christmas? Like, yes. Like how does this work?
2: Because Christmas is coming, right? Yeah. So. Um, we do something really fun um, for the last four, four or five years. We bring Christmas to many of the orphans Thousand. and street kids in Uganda. So this year, 4,000. Wow. 4,000 kids. They will not have a Christmas. They won't they have a Christmas and if, if we don't this come. In so, of yes. And if you 2019,
0: if you're hearing this in June of 2019, yes. it's the next, 2019. They, they're Christmas gonna be comes again. every year. So. <laughs> it's every year. Like you can, and give money when you hear this, so that way it's it's already, they can prepare even better.
2: Yes, so you can so. sponsor a child for, for Christmas, and that's only $25. And we're bringing them wow. a backpack, new clothes. Um, they get to eat, many of these children don't eat meat, um, but maybe once or twice a year. So w- when we do our Christmas party, yeah. they get to eat meat. So uh, awesome. Sorry, all the vegetarians listening. <laughs> all the vegans. Um, and then we throw an epic Christmas party for them. Oh, yeah. So we bring in um, just from all over, wherever we can find um, carnival games and rides. Wow. And these children get to play and just be kids um, for the day.
0: That's amazing.
2: So um, if you want to get involved or hear more about that, you can um, look us up on our website. It's reachupreachout.org. And there's also information about trips coming up. We love, any of you listening, if you want to go to Uganda with two crazy people <laughs> like Alex and I, <laughs> and their kids. you will not regret <laughs> it. You and your children, we bring our kids every right. trip, and they do so well, and, and they get a lot out of it as well, um, and they're learning how to serve, and we feel like that's really important for our kids yeah. in this generation to learn how to serve. And
0: Yeah, this and is probably one of the best uh, places you can go to with permissions because you're going to be in a family-centric place with lots of children. Yes. And your love will go a long way. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, you're like, I've always wanted to go on a missions trip or I've been on mission trips, so but I haven't seen it done with this kind of beautiful kingdom side. Like oh. I want to see, I've, I've done more humanitarian and I want to do more of like, I am going to see what Jesus can do go on this. Trip.
2: Please come with us. Reach up, reach yeah. out.org. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, as we're closing, is there anything else you guys want to say about what you guys are building or anything else that comes to mind or your heart?
1: No, again, just very grateful to God for this opportunity. Um, Uh, I I believe that as Christians, we have been called to be carriers of the gospel and uh, the gospel is good news. Absolutely. It's good news and good news looks like being present. It looks Mm -hmm. like bringing Mm -hmm. something that reminds these beautiful children, these beautiful women that they are not forgotten, that God loves them deeply, that he cares deeply, that everything that's important to them uh, is important to him too. So we are uh, so grateful. We are so expectant. Yes. We, we know that God has great things in store for all these children, 4,000 of them. I love it. I love it. that I love that he's just multiplying yeah. uh, the number of children and the number of resources. And we are Absolutely. just mm-hmm. grateful and reminded that he who calls, he's, he's faithful. so
2: faithful. Absolutely. And if he's calling you, maybe, I don't know, I feel like there might be listeners where you feel like yeah. God's calling <laughs> you to the nations. Like, listen to that voice. That's so good. Um, and, but also listen for the assignment. Don't just see the need. Right. Listen for God's voice That's with so the good. assignment. Um,
0: That's yeah. a prophetic word right there. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, so Thank much. You. Thank you, Sean. On. Well, I'm going to encourage you listeners to go to their website, reachupreachout.org, and uh, go on the journey with them. Go on the spiritual journey. And if, even if you're already supporting something, it's $25 a month. Support more. And if you can do more than that, of course, they're in the building phase of the first four or five years which means there's always financial needs that are bigger than uh, bigger than you could think about right now listening. So I'm going to encourage you to uh, get involved financially, get involved prayerfully, and we love you guys. Thanks for being on. Thank, you. Thank love you. you. Love you. Love you. That's it. We got it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.